0: Hello, 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 my gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous friends. You are in the zone with Aviola from the Abundance Pray Love podcast. Think and flow rich. We were inspired to create this podcast for you, Medina and I, because we are the founders of the Abundance Pray Love Mindset Reset Goddess Retreat in Bali, Indonesia. And we wanted to share the lessons of abundance with you, whether you're able to come with us to Bali or not. If you are able to come, go on over to com, register, and I look forward to getting my hands all in your life in person. <laughs> this podcast is based on the teachings of Napoleon Rich. Napoleon he Rich. might as well have been named Napoleon Rich, right? Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. I want to talk about the imagination, which in Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, was chapter six. He called the imagination the workshop of the mind, and he said that the imagination is the fifth step toward riches. I want you to think about that the importance of imagination. How many of us as children were told not to daydream, you know, or are you going to sit there and daydream your life away? How many of us were told that? Imagination is kind of thought of as a stepchild when it comes to intelligence. However, there is nothing, nothing that we have access to in our beautiful lives that didn't start with imagination. Take, for example, my iPhone, which I'm looking around. It's not near me. I just realized I didn't turn off the ringer, so it may ring somewhere at some point. But my iPhone, right, and your phone came from someone's imagination. Every single thing that we enjoy in our lives begins in the imagination. And so if you are wanting to tap into your abundance, And allow the riches that are your birthright into your life, you have to not only allow your imagination, but you have to trust, enjoy, rely on your imagination. Your imagination is key. And that's why Napoleon Hill called it the workshop of the mind. So here's what he said in the beginning of this chapter the imagination is literally the workshop wherein all fashioned which wherein all wherein are fashioned all plans created by man and woman you know the the woman part i'm adding right the impulse the desire is given shape form and action through the aid of the imaginative faculty of the mind it has been said that man can create anything he can imagine, man and woman. Of all ages of civilization, this is the most favorable for the development of the imagination because it is an age of rapid change. Now isn't that interesting? He writes this almost a hundred years ago and This is more true than ever right now. I'm going to read that again. Of all the ages of civilization, this is the most favorable for the development of the imagination because it is an age of rapid change. On every hand, one may contact stimuli which develop the imagination. Through the aid of his imaginative faculty... Man has discovered and harnessed more of nature's forces during the past 50 years than during the entire history of the human race previous to that time. We have conquered air so completely that the birds are a poor match for us flying. We have harnessed the ether and made it serve as a means to instantaneous communication with any part of the world. We have analyzed and weighed the sun at a distance of millions of miles and have determined through the aid of imagination the elements of which it consists. We have discovered that our own brains are broadcasting, are both a broadcasting and receiving station for the vibration of thought. And we are beginning now to learn how to make practical use of that discovery. That is amazing. He goes on to say, we have increased the speed of locomotion until we may now travel at more than 300 miles an hour. The time will soon come when a man may breakfast in New York and lunch in San Francisco. You can do that absolutely i did that last year (laughs) at breakfast and uh brunch actually in san francisco he continues man's only limitation within reason lies in his development and use of his imagination he has not yet reached the apex of development in the use of his imaginative faculty He has merely discovered that he has an imagination and commenced to use it in a very elementary way. Yes. You know, I have a a pet peeve that I want to share with you. And it's when I hear people say, I'm not creative. I hear that a lot. And it really irks me (laughs) because we're all creative. We're creative in different ways. And so you may not be able to draw like, you know, a, a dega or Van Gogh or Picasso, right, you or Basquiat, you may not be able to cook like, you know, my Aunt Sophie <laughs> or Julia Child. But those are two very different forms of creativity. We are all creative, and if you think that you're not creative, you maybe have just not found how you express your creativity, So with that in mind, let's talk now about the power of your imagination to call in your wealth and your riches. Napoleon Hill divided imagination into two areas. He called one synthetic imagination and the other creative imagination. And to him, he said that synthetic imagination is where we just come up with what has already been come up, you know, other people have come up with, and we add to it, right? So something like that could be said, for example, in our businesses, the structures of our businesses. For example, I am a writer, a speaker, a coach. And an entrepreneur. But I didn't invent that. I, the things that I teach and I talk about from, you know, the teachings that I have been gifted with, have been, have channeled, um, things that I've learned from my experience and working with my clients and common sense and life, if you live long enough, all of those things, you know, put together, those are things, you know, that are specific to me. But the format of being a coach or a teacher and a speaker and a writer and a business owner is not unique to me at all. In fact, it's very common and it looks very different, you know, to different people, but it's a common thing. And so that would be synthetic imagination. He says, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily use that word myself. Creative imagination is when you are coming from your spirit and your soul and you are giving birth to something in a way that it hasn't been done before even if it's in the format of something else so i would put into this category for example my woman manifesting fertility goddess affirmation cards that came you know for me very from a very very deep place of you know wanting to create these cards that i don't even fully get yet and i'm the one that created them and These cards, the experiences that people have been having with them have been very transformative. Um, Just like, you know, when you use a regular deck of cards and there are hearts and spades and diamonds and clubs, in the Affirmation card deck, the Fertility Goddess Affirmation card deck that I created, um, I wanted there to be different suits related to birth. So there is um, gestation, um, nurturing, birth, and then um, you know gestation. It's not in front of me now, and I'm I'm drawing a blank, but I'm I'm leaving something out. But there's basically I wanted to go through the stages of birth, as you know, in parallel to us as creating anything. So that's why they're called the manifesting cards, and so. Again, like this, for me, I felt like was something that I channeled, that I created, Um, although, of course, I didn't invent affirmation cards. um, This is something that specifically came through me. And I think that both kinds of um, imagination are valid. And I want to take it another step and say that imagination – is also the key to your riches when it comes to using creative visualization. You have to allow your mind to go there so that your life can go there and you won't sabotage yourself back to the same place. And our mind, our imagination have the means to, you know, we can we can go anywhere in our imagination, you know. When my mom first came to this country and she was kind of pretending that she was um from somewhere else <laughs> um that she no she she used her imagination I'm mixing up two of her stories. This is actually when she, um, when she was in school, correct, correction. She was in school and she would write papers about how she would take vacations because, you know, some students were rich enough to be able to travel to different countries and her family didn't have that money to be able to do that. And so she used her imagination to write about the places that she visited, and her report sounded like, wow, my goodness, this is a woman, this girl is having these amazing vacations, but it was all from her imagination. And so I want us to use that same tool to create our lives. And so Either, you know, you can do it in a journal, you can do it just right now if you close your eyes, but I want you to start taking many vacations to your future self and living it out as if it is in the present. You know, again, vi- visualization is a tool used by NASA for astronauts. It is used by Olympians to prepare, Olympic elite athletes to prepare, because if you go there in your mind, your body doesn't know the difference. And so, right now, I want you to, to 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 start to visualize what it feels like to have all of your debts paid. I want you to visualize what it feels like to know that there is money in the bank and that you are comfortable with it. You don't have to go spend it. You don't have to go give it away. You don't have to do anything. But it's there. And of course, you're going to do wonderful things with it. We have all faith in that. But I want you to start to get the feeling in your body of how it feels to be abundant, how it feels to be without worry in this area, how it feels to be to have freedom. You know, Maybe it's going into stores or car dealerships um, that would, you would usually feel uncomfortable in. And not because you are exalting material things, but because you are upgrading your mind and your comfort level of how you move in this earth and the things that you deserve. Different things make people happy, right? Some people, you know, designer things are what makes them be like, woo, makes them float. Other people could care less about, you know, having someone else's name on their things. But either way, what I want you to get comfortable with is not having things around you um, that bring you displeasure, things that are old, things that are broken, things that are dirty. I want you to get used to, Uh, start to travel in your imagination to being able to a a time and a space where if tomorrow you decided you wanted to go to Bora Bora or you wanted to come to my Abundance Pray Love Retreat in Bali, you could do that without thinking. Uh, I want you to just start to have the idea that if you wanted to get up and go visit a family member anywhere in the world or take a family member anywhere in the world, that you could do that. That if you wanted to gift a school, with enough to be able to scholarship in, you know, 100 students or their students for the next year, that you could do that. The sky is the limit, but let's go there in our imaginations first. We are too puny in our thinking and the ways that we approach, you know, abundance. We are coming to the ocean with a thimble instead of with our arms open waiting to be filled. I don't remember whether I spoke about it already on other lessons of this podcast, but it bears sharing again, even if I did. I witnessed the most amazing, abundance lesson a few months ago when I was a speaker at Bob Proctor's um, New York City Modern Day Millionaire event. Other speakers included Les Brown and Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith and Mary Morrison, and it was an incredible, incredible day. But the most beautiful thing that I witnessed didn't come from, you know, when I was on the stage or the other people were on the stage. To me, it was a moment when a woman stood up in the audience and Bob Proctor was on the stage. He is an old school uh, teacher who was taught by people who were taught by Napoleon Hill directly. He's in the movie The Secret. He's one of the founders of the, uh, the modern day personal development or New Age movement as we know it. And a woman stood up, and she said that she was trying to help children. She had a charity, and she wanted to raise $100,000. And I think that she was trying to get Bob to perhaps donate a couple thousand bucks to her movement. But Bob Proctor had something else in mind. He wanted us to stretch and to grow our means of, you know, what we think is possible. And so he said, I will give you $10,000 if you can get nine other people, nine other people to give $10,000 each. And that would be her $100,000 she was trying to raise for the event. Now, we were in a room of personal development students and teachers who, if he said, let's all donate, to chip in to this woman trying to raise $100,000, you know, I would have probably given $1,000. Other people probably would have given money, and it would have been a stretch, you know, for some of us, but we were in the business that day of stretching who we were, who we are, who we aim to be. But Bob didn't say, let's all give $1,000 each or let's give $500 each or, you know, let's, you know, nickel and dime it or pass the thing around, you know, like in church and everybody put in change or what you have. He said, nine other people give $10,000 each. And the beautiful thing was that men and women stood up of all colors and nationalities and backgrounds, of all shapes and forms of dress. Who People who you would look at and not imagine that they had access to $10,000 stood up. People started to stand up and say, I will give 10000 I will give 10000 I will give 10000 And it wasn't even five minutes. It was maybe three minutes, and this woman had her entire amount there with her. And it was such a transformative experience because she asked and she received, and it wasn't, it wasn't, like I said, you know, he could have easily asked, okay, who, you know, let's all give $500 each, and we could have done that. But he said, no, you know, big ballers, (laughs) let's step up, $10,000 each. And in that moment, he stretched not only her reality, but the reality of each of us. Now, it's funny, you know, later in the day, one of the teachers, Laura Langmeier, who teaches about finances, got on stage and she was like, look, I hope you have your stuff together to the lady. She's like, you know, your 501c3 status or whatever you have, because if not, you're going to be in a world of trouble. We didn't know this woman from, you know, a can of paint. She could have wandered in off the street. Well, no, probably not because the tickets were like four or $500. But she could have, you know, been just trying to raise money to bamboozle somebody. I doubt it just because that wasn't the energy of the room that day or the woman or anything like that. And and if so, that's for her to contend with. That's not on the givers. But, there was such a beautiful energy around giving that I vowed to myself that the next time that something like that occurs, you know, that a year from now if I'm in a room and that happens, that I could stand up and give $10,000 and not even think about it and it not be a stretch for me and not be, uh, okay, I got to rearrange or I got to let me call my this or let me do this and, all right, I'm going to give it to you. i will give you 5000 this month, 10000 next No, it would be like, here's 10000 What do you need? You know what I mean? Where do I sign? What do I do? And that is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about using your imagination to stretch what's possible for you. I remember my childhood best friend, um, one of my childhood best friends, well, actually, I had this experience with both of my childhood besties, where they, on separate occasions, said that they didn't want to get too excited about something because they didn't want to be let down. One of them we were together in a dance competition. <laughs> oh goodness. It was like a hip hop dance competition. And we were dancing and then another friend of mine, um, another childhood friend, I'm like, should I say their names? I won't miss juncture. But another one who was, you know, had taken was a very outgoing personality by herself, very outspoken. She is a makeup artist now, no surprise. Um and she was competing by herself, and we were competing as a group. And she got up there, and it was amazing. It was beautiful. She has a beautiful personality, and it was outgoing and energetic and incredible. When we got up there, I think it was three of us or four of us who were in the group, and one of the one of my friends, she kind of really half-assed it, walked through it, and half-assed the performance. And afterward, we were like, why did you do that? Why didn't you give your all? Why didn't you play full out? And she said, because I already knew we were going to lose because look at what she did. I didn't want to be disappointed. So are you half-assing it through your life because you're afraid of being left let down? Are you not really stepping up and playing full out because you don't want to break your own heart? I know that I have done that. I, I, I At the time... I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it as a teen. I didn't understand when my other childhood best friend said, you know, it was like to go somewhere, some trip we were supposed to take or something. She's like, I don't want to get too excited in case it doesn't happen. I didn't understand it at that time. But when you live long enough and you have adult heartbreaks, you know, in life, in love, in business, in whatever, Then, you know, of course, as an adult, I understand it, and I know for a fact that there are times where I've pulled back and played smaller, a smaller game, because it's safer, because it, it's risk, you're risking less. But, not anymore. Not anymore, and I urge you to say the same thing. This is the time of yes. This is the time of our creative imagination. This is the time to take yourself in your in your brain places you haven't been, and let us see what happens. Let's dedicate the next 12 months to creating the most glorious life possible, and let's not live life like we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. The other shoe is joy. (sighs) Exhale into that. Mm. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed this lesson. My name is Abiola of the Abundance Pray Love Retreat. You can learn more at com. Namaste, my darling.